Welcome back to In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Heck. For this episode, I'm joined by Christina George, the Vice President of Specialty Automotive Treatments, an award-winning restyling shop located in the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area. Voted SEMA Pro Council 2021-2022 Restyler of the Year, Specialty Automotive Treatments serves a number of dealership partners and offers a full slate of services, including paint protection film, wheels, tires, and suspension, window tint, interior trim work, and a lot more. Like most restyling shops, George and her team have been impacted by vehicle inventory shortages. In this episode, we'll discuss the recent challenges of building packages, shop's recent move, showroom design, and more. But before we get in gear with Christina George, let's hear from the sponsor of this month's episode, Lear Group. Your truck is your do-all, work, play, and everything in between. Be prepared for where life takes you with the Ultra Groove electric cover and the bed slide cargo drawer. We're committed to help you store, protect, organize, and access your gear better than anyone. Lear truck caps and tonneaus help you remain ready for anything. I'm here with Christina George, Vice President of Specialty Automotive Treatments based in the Fort Lauderdale, Florida area. Christina, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I want to start off by asking you, it's been kind of a hot topic in the restyling industry lately. Um, How have you been impacted by vehicle inventory shortages at dealerships you guys work with? Yeah. uh, I mean, listen, I think most restylers and people in our business have obviously been impacted by vehicle shortages. Um, You know, dealers do get to benefit from that impact by raising gross profit and whatnot. But you know, as, as a restyler, if you do dealer business, um, you know, we're wholesaling products. So mm-hmm. volume is down. And when volume is down, wholesale is not necessarily um, the solution. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of have to find other avenues to, to, you know, make up for revenue. And what have those other avenues been so far? Um, so a couple of things that we've done is, is bring in new products. Um, mm-hmm. which we were kind of working on pre-COVID, you know, mm-hmm. pre-inventory sh- shortage as well. Um, one of those products, which has actually been pretty popular amongst restylers is uh, paint protection film. Mm-hmm. This has been a great product for us because for the most part, we've been wholesaling to what I like to call volume dealerships. So like Toyota, Hyundai, mm-hmm. Honda, um, obviously inventory in those dealers have been low. So paint protection film has allowed us to uh, not only sell that product in addition to those dealers, but expand our market a little bit into some other uh, brands that we don't typically do business with, like BMW, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been working with some exotic dealers, Aston Martin, Rolls Royce. So it's oh. it's been good. Yeah, it's it's kind of like doubled my account list a little bit. <laughs> wow. So that has been great. Yeah. What was the process like exploring those new product opportunities? Yeah. So for me, networking is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've partnered up with uh, Eastman Lumar Films mm-hmm. uh, to do PPF. And I've always liked PPF. It always seems like a natural fit for us. Um, and, you know, the the people that we've been working with that there, I've always told them, I mean, we are in the luxury market of all luxury markets. I mean, this product 
um, has so much potential down here. And, you know, there are people already, you know, doing this product down here, but what we wanted to do is really just bring like a professionalism into uh, the paint protection offering so that dealers can, you know, work with an established company that has account representatives that can fulfill orders in a timely manner, um, rather than maybe just, you know, um, a film technician that they work with directly from a small shop, which there's nothing wrong with that, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. But that was kind of the approach that we took, you know, marketing this product out to our clients. Okay. Um, have you seen a growth on the resale side, or I'm sorry, retail side? Um, as opposed to this kind of wholesale dealership um, yeah. side of it? So we have seen uh, a growth on the retail side, which is great. Um, you know, customers are tend, like tending to stay in their cars a little bit longer. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're kind of trying to, you know, market a lot of our, our past customers that have come in to refresh their vehicle in any way. Um, we've kind of bumped up our spending on Google Analytics and ads and things like that to okay. bring more retail clientele in. But that has been kind of like the the main pivot I've noticed for most restylers. Um, so, I mean, absolutely, retail is always going to be a priority for us and and definitely has been uh, a great revenue source through through inventory shortages for sure. Okay. Um, and yeah, back to kind of those shortages, um, how has these issues impacted how you design packages and uh what you present to your dealership partners? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because with the way inventory is, even when I am speaking to a dealer client that wants to, you know, give me a vehicle to dress up, it does become a little bit of a race of the clock because mm -hmm. now it's like, instead of having 20, okay, let's, let's outfit, you know, two or three, it's like, okay, I have four or three. So I'm going to mm -hmm. give you one, but I need to have that vehicle back, you know, by Friday so I can yeah. sell it for the weekend, which usually only gets us a few days to, to you know, package that car. Mm -hmm. um, so we have kind of had to, you know, stick with products that we know are available. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to do a little bit more uh, pre-call planning, which mm -hmm. is for me, like basically um, when you're going into a dealership, try to identify what inventory they have when you go, before you go in, um, pick a package that you want to target sell, call the manufacturers, make sure that that product is in stock or that mm -hmm. we have it in stock and then pitch it. And then part of that pitch is making sure you can have it back in, you know, three days. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's, that's definitely been a challenge for sure. Okay. And, and how have you been kind of ensuring that you have those parts in stock. Obviously it's planning and, and when you're making these pitches, knowing that you have it on hand, but um, even just for the full spectrum of work you guys do, um, have you had any issues with finding parts? Um, certain parts we have had issues. Um, some of them being like power running boards, um, mm -hmm. bed covers. They're mostly what I'm finding. I'm having issues finding parts for cars that um, have recent been excuse me, recently been released. So, you know, like the new Santa Cruz, initially it was the, I'm sorry, the Hyundai Santa Cruz, mm -hmm. the Nissan Frontier. So there were a lot of cars that were just coming out where typically, you know, we'd jump all over those and the parts yeah. would be flooding in already where, you know, people are begging me, for example, for a bed cover for the Santa Cruz and <laughs> they've just been ridiculously hard to find. And even when I did find them, they're out of stock. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's challenges. You kind of have to pick your battles and 
Um, as much as I'd like to, you know, uplift a Santa Cruz, it's just not really making sense for us right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, have, have you explored, I mean, you kind of mentioned it with the, the paint protection film, but I mean, have you explored new man working with new manufacturers for any of those things that you've been having trouble finding? Um, you mean like, for example, working, like buying from somebody else rather than, you know, a typical vendor that we would buy from? Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it depends only really with bolt-on products. Um, okay. so we have, you know, kind of purchased more bolt-on products from a different manufacturer that we typically didn't work with too much in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, we, we're kind of one of these companies that likes to get really close with our manufacturers, our vendors yeah. and whatnot, and, you know, definitely very loyal to them as much as mm -hmm. we can be. Um, and, you know, it seems like the list of, uh, you know, aftermarket manufacturers keeps getting smaller and smaller because yeah. these companies keep swallowing each other. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what are some of the benefits of getting closer to a manufacturer like that and developing that relationship? Oh my gosh, there's major benefits. Um, just like any other relationship, I just think you get, you know, more support from the manufacturer when, you know, um, when the relationship's there, but, you know, obviously the numbers have to be there too. Uh, mm -hmm. We definitely don't ever want to ask for a manufacturer's support um, in certain, you know, things without being able to put up numbers like, you know, any dealer would as sure. well. Um, and some of those, you know, benefits would be just like training. So, you know, a new, a new product is going to involve quite a bit of uh, training and paint protection film is one of those products where, you know, it's not like, uh, wraps. It's not like tint. It's completely new. And even if mm -hmm. I have, you know, a tint technician, that person does need to get trained. So, you know, my relationship with that manufacturer has definitely been the only reason that we've been able to be successful with, with that product. Okay. Um, kind of touching on, uh, the training and everything. I mean, have you, uh, had any staffing issues? I mean, what, what's that process like, um, getting employees trained on these new products? Oh, yeah. You know, staffing issues, I think, is definitely a, an issue that every company is dealing with mm -hmm. um, in every <laughs> capacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have been lucky where our core staff has been with us for a really long time. Um, a lot of our technicians, um, we really consider them part of the, you know, the family, SAT mm -hmm. family. Um, you know, a lot of my office staff our staffing issues have mostly been in, you know, in sales, mm -hmm. um, which is unfortunate because that's the department that I, I pretty much, you know, head up, but, yeah. um, you know, acknowledging that there are staffing issues, I have to say we've been very blessed. Uh, mm -hmm. We haven't had major staffing issues with any of our technicians or anything like that. Your truck works hard and so do you. But when it's time to have fun, be prepared for where life takes you. Lear truck caps and tonneaus help you store, protect, organize, and access your gear better than anyone. Go to Lear.com to view our featured products, like the Jackrabbit retractable cover and the Bedslide 1500 cargo drawer. Switching gears here, um, but you guys moved recently. Um, you're in a new facility from what I understand. Um, could you talk a little bit about uh, the reasoning behind the move and what made you realize that it was maybe time for a new facility? Yeah, so, you know, that move was kind of prompted by a lot of different factors. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it definitely is a little bit symbolic with, you know, everything that went on during COVID times where it became like this fresh start, you know, for everybody in, Mm -hmm. in different ways. Um, but essentially, you know, my brother, my, my partner, Ralph and I were talking about it and it just was the right time. You know, our shop for a few reasons, our shop was in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Um, (laughs) downtown Fort Lauderdale real estate has just skyrocketed, you Mm -hmm. know, along with many other areas. Um, so that was kind of just a, Hey, I mean, (laughs) this is an opportunity for us, you know? Um, and then the second factor that really helped us kind of pull the trigger is that our original shop as beautiful as it was, um, started to become a little impractical for us for a few reasons. It was very narrow. And we had a lot of square footage, but a lot of that square footage was actually second story square footage. Oh, okay. um, so even in our showroom, in our shop, we would, you know, uh, get major inventory deliveries every day. Somebody would have to, you know, bring all of those upstairs mm-hmm, <laughs> every yeah. day, drop inventory from upstairs. Um, so that became a, a little bit of a, you know, it was a hassle, but it was yeah. like, we were so used to it. We didn't even realize it was a hassle. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was part of it. We were also outgrowing parking space. I mean, we okay. were renting out, yeah, we were renting out parking lots from, you know, neighboring lots and things like that, just to hold some of the, the cars that we had. So, you know, the, the new facility that we're in now is more of like a big box, you know, Best mm-hmm. Buy kind of store where we just have so much ground level space. Um, so it's, it's been a great change for us. Okay. And was that the main thing that you looked for was just that ground level space? I mean, was there anything else that, um, when you made the move that you were looking for from the new shop? You know, I can't say that there was at like a specific wish list because, Mm -hmm. you know, you do run into that challenge. Okay. The market's super high. So great. Let's sell. But at the same time, the options were very limited. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there was certain warehouses that we were looking at, you know, because we were already, you know, our building was already sold. So we're trying to find some place to go. And I was just like, this cannot be it. We cannot, (laughs) this cannot be all the options out there, but Luckily, um, you know, we were able to find a place that was just uh, perfect for us. It's got a humongous warehouse, um, you know, a very blank canvas front showroom area, which we actually plan on renovating. Hopefully within the next couple of months, we'll get that oh, going. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, I still didn't get my wish list, though. I, I want our warehouse to be air conditioned here in <laughs> South Florida. But yeah, that's, yeah, that would be huge, I bet. Um in terms of, of uh, renovating the showroom, I mean, what kinds of things do you want to uh, focus on in there? Um, I think that might be something that people uh, could use some advice on, just what to look for on that retail side of things. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that a lot, we're kind of moving into this user experience type of mindset, right? So our consumer mm-hmm. experience. So you know, I don't want to make the same mistakes that we did with our last showroom. I mean, I hate to call them mistakes, but lessons learned, I guess, where we mm-hmm. had a lot of showroom sp- space with a lot of displays, but um, this industry moves so fast that all those displays kind of just become outdated and, and sit there and, and collect dust. So unless you're going to constantly be rotating your displays, I think just more visual, digital um, interactive experiences for our customers to be able to have, you know, maybe like not a nice big screen and do, 
you know, an interactive garage where they can build out their car, you know, digitally is yeah. kind of where, where we're aiming with that along with um, just like really comfortable space where customers can come and have fun while they're waiting for their car to get, you know, wrapped or mm. tinted or, you know, those two, three, four hour jobs where they might just be sitting around. You know, I have want to have like, you know, Xbox gaming systems with car <laughs> cool. games on there where customers yeah. can just come and, and have fun. And if they're repeat customers and they're coming in and they don't want to buy anything today, no problem. Have fun, hang out, you know, make yourself at home kind of vibe. Cool. Um, switching gears again, this is something I, I try and ask everyone, but uh, what trends have you been seeing in your market lately? Um, the biggest trend for me is identifying certain things that, well, let me rephrase that. Manufacturers, OEM manufacturers, it seems like because of, you know, the chip shortage and whatnot, mm -hmm. they are stripping vehicles of certain products um, mm -hmm. or not allowing dealers to order vehicles with certain products where, you know, that product might have been really popular in the past. The best example I can give for that is like entertainment systems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, General Motors, Ford, um, they have these really nice like tablet entertainment systems that go in the back of an Escalator or Tahoe or Lincoln Navigator. Mm -hmm. And typically people buying those cars have kids and they, you know, they really value that option upgrade. Yeah. Um, so identifying where the manufacturer has completely eliminated that from their product offering and being able to go into, you know, a dealer and offer that product um, has definitely been a trend. And there's other products that manufacturers have eliminated that unfortunately we can't fulfill, but mm -hmm. Um, you know, kind of being able to be that solution source for them. Okay, great. Well, uh, that's about all the time we have. Uh, thanks again, Christina. That was awesome. Uh, it was great having you on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Well, that's all we've got for this episode. Thank you to Lear Group for their support of the program and for sponsoring this episode. You can learn more about Lear Group at Lear.com, and that's L-E-E-R.com. Thanks again to Christina and Specialty Automotive Treatments for joining us this month. Check them out on social media, or you can visit their website, satreatments.com, for more information about the shop. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find any of our previous shows on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or you can head to theshopmag.com to sign up for the daily e-newsletter which will send every new episode directly to your inbox, along with all the latest aftermarket news. That's a wrap for episode 36 of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, AJ Hecht. Cheers.